how you've reached the voicemail of Jacob Kuros. If I haven't answered, it's either that I'm busy or I just don't have time to talk to you right now. Uh, if I know you, I'll try to get back to you. And if not, well, you know how it is. Bye. At the tone, please record your message. <laughs> cue the, mu cue the music. <laughs> Pop Holder with Essentials with Cube. I am Ruben Kiros. I'm one third of Cube. And I'm being joined by Jacob Kiros, another third of Cube. And JQ, the last third of Cube. And I want to open up this episode by asking what the hell was that, Jacob? That was Jacob's voicemail, uh, which we judged him by. Uh, Jacob, what's your explanation for that voicemail? Message. Um, so I think the reason why I was more angry is because I tried recording it like a few times and it wasn't saving. So like I progressively got like more and more angry with each like new attempt at the voicemail. So I think that just kind of just, you know, it, it seeped through. And uh, it sounds like a it very sounds... passive aggressive <laughs> voice. I, I, I love that. If you don't know me, well, you know how it is. Like, <laughs> like if we do not associate, do not talk to me. Do not do that. I will not call you back. Like, <laughs> I actually like it. I like it though. You're gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it. Jacob, you're gonna get called by like a job one day, and they're gonna be like, "Oh, this guy's brilliant, brilliant mind." And you don't answer the phone. And they're like, wow, what a freaking dick, though. Oh, my God. That's exactly, guys. that's exactly what would happen. You think so? I yeah, but you don't, I, 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 you don't have to worry. You don't have to worry about that for a couple years. It. I think it would be pretty funny. They'd be like, "Haha, dude, this man has this really funny." You know? What well, I mean? if they don't know you, they're not gonna find it funny because they're not gonna know if it's a joke or not. That's true. That a lot of people don't know if it's a yeah. joke. Okay. Cool. Are we the first ones to say anything about this voicemail? Yeah. Your Honor, I, I was committing to the bit. I was committing to the bit. Please, please give me the job, please. Your mm. Honor, Your man, honor. is he is he going to prison? Yeah. Yeah. At least uh, I get all those bots to stop calling me, though. You know, with that voicemail, they won't Jacob, call me. Jacob has just voicemail upon voicemail of like these Indian scammers being like. How how rude! How rude! I'm never calling you again. I was going to give you the deal of a lifetime, and now I'm never calling you. So mean! You're mean. You were gonna tell me to buy like five Amazon gift cards from Target and then give him the codes. Hello, this is IRS. Do not redeem it. Do not redeem. Do not redeem. Why would you redeem it? Dude, those videos are hilarious. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, shout shout out. Uh, what's Kate Boya? Is that the guy's name? Yeah, I think yeah. that we're those referencing. Poor, those poor <laughs> bastards on the other side, though. You know they have no other options in life. Yeah. Like this is like the last. They have other like... options. They do have other options. <laughs> the hell? They don't have to be scamming people. <laughs> Man, what, if, what if they don't have a college degree or they they have like seven kids? Freaking work at a McDonald's, then, bro. Goddamn. So, no, 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 no. Those those guys are no, no, no. They are a symptom of a broken society. We could go off on this for a long time, but that's what those <laughs> those scammers are. <laughs> a symptom of a broken society. Yes, they are. Yes, they uh, are. And Jacob over here saying they should work at McDonald's. You idiot. McDonald's in India? That's only chicken products. Okay, that's... Oh, man. Not a single <laughs> slab of beef. 
What is the menu for McDonald's in India? I, I looked it up. Like, I just looked it up. I just looked it up. <laughs> Tony, can we can we pull up can we pull up the menu for the audience? <laughs> there's <laughs> North okay. There's North and East India and there's West and South India. Jesus. Which one do I pick? There's either, I don't know. either one. I don't know. Uh, Which one's the most orthodox? I'm gonna go west. Because I like weast. West weast. That's West, Patrick. You're fired you're again. Fired again. <laughs> Patrick, you're fired. I don't even work here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay, I, the menu didn't come up. What came up? Oh. Location? Their Instagram account. <laughs> Bro, why does West India have a McDonald's Instagram account? <laughs> okay, look, look, Jonathan, you're kind of right. I looked it up. Okay, Wait, really? they, have, they have spicy delights, McSpicy chicken, big oh, here we spicy go. chicken wrap, McSpicy paneer, big spicy paneer wrap. <laughs> they have the filet fish over there. Oh the <laughs> yeah, they still got filet <laughs> <Yeah>, fish <laughs> float. McVeggie float on the menu. They have a coke, coke float. float. Ruben, yeah. filet fish is a universal Green fruit. chili, aloo, naan. The McVeggie, the McVeggie burger. Tiki, chicken kebab wrap. Oh my god, they have a two-layer chicken Marhan, Marahaya Raya Mac. I totally we're, butchered we're that. We're not you in the, that. The side, Look at the, this. Oh my McCurry. god. McCurry. McCurry. They have McCurry. No. <laughs> oh god. The McCurry <laughs> will send you to the hospital. <laughs> that will send you with chicken strips. <laughs> if you eat the McCurry, you're done. <laughs> Nah, wait, wait, they got veggie burgers too? Okay. Yeah, it's veggie right. it's veggie chicken or a curry, and they have some wrapped as well. That is, well, gastro that is gastronomical suicide right Oh, wrapped chicken Mexican. What the frick? Wrapped paneer <laughs> salsa. The <laughs> veggie <laughs> surprise. What the heck is this? They have three different Happy Meals. What the heck is this? They have a McChicken Happy Meal, a McVeggie Happy Meal, and a Mikalu Tiki Happy Meal. Whatever the hell that means. <laughs> How <laughs> did we get on this? This is, <laughs> this is a, this, yeah, this is a Joe Rogan level tirade right now. Yeah, like we, we were supposed to be talking about Oscar nominations, and we're talking about McCurry. <laughs> That can't be Dude, good. There's no way that's real. Bro, yes, it is. No is Bro, at that point, you're just pissing out of your ass, dude. Oh, like, my God. This one actually looked... I mean, they have a bean burger, but this one looks good. The green chili aloha naan. It's like a folded naan bread with chicken in the middle. Yeah, no, looks, yeah, I saw that. Those, yeah, that one those McDonald's good. pictures are lies, though. The that's actual true. product looks like it's been run over by, like, seven Ford F-150s. Okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. There is a McCurry, whatever, like, option or item on the menu, but there's also a place in India called McCurry. Like a like a restaurant. A separate restaurant, I think. <laughs> Legal battle incoming. <laughs> oh, my God. That's, that's crazy. How did we get to the topic of McDonald's again? No. I don't even. Oh, we're talking about the scammer. Oh, yeah, the scammer. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, Andy, yeah, yeah. We could. They do have options. They have a lot of <laughs> options, actually. <laughs> Jacob, there's too much, there's too many people in that country for them all to work in McDonald's. That's true. They can work somewhere else. I don't know. Like at a call center? They can work sure. at <laughs> 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 That's true. Like, we're back. We're really, 
That's brilliant, Ruben. I'm just showing you the logic of okay, this cool. conversation. Thank you, Ruben. Thank you. Yes. Okay, they don't have many options, I guess, because it's overpopulated. But yes, sure, they have to work in a call center. And they have to stand It's the near future for all of us, baby. Population keeps going up, automation goes up, we're all gonna be unemployed bastards eventually. What what? Chad GPT Chad, Chad GPT. That's what I said. Did I say Chad Did GPT? I don't know. I it's think it's Chad. Chad. It, it's definitely Chad. <laughs> God damn it. We're gonna steal our jobs. Chad's gonna rob all our jobs. I really I, I will Bro. I, I uh, man, they keep Me, playing around. Meanwhile, I, I told someone last semester like I had an essay to write and they're like, bro. I, have you ever heard of Chad GPT? You could just like put your prompt in there and you get the whole essay. And I was like, dude, I'm not doing that shit. <laughs> that's actually just like, I'm, that's not. You're even not advice. learning anything. You're and not it, learning anything. They're they're actually talking about restructuring like college classes because. Yeah, no. Of it. Apparently, there's a um, there's like a, I think an official thing by the guys <laughs> that made Chad GPT, uh, that basically monitors like submissions uh for like colleges and stuff like that you can get like an app oh so they create the problem and then they sell the solution i love that shit capitalism they're poison (laughs) exactly they create the problem and then charge the solution he's absolutely brilliant those guys are gonna be billionaires they're gonna start like implementing that into like the canvas like the the interface we use to like submit stuff Mm. whatever so like, man, what happened to old school to cheating? cheating? Like sneaking into the professor's office, like a twenty-minute sitcom, ro- <laughs> robbing, robbing the exam sheets, looking, looking at the answers. <laughs> the old school, cheating. old school cheating has done the. Like, what happened to trading sexual favors for an A plus? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's actually talk about what this podcast is actually about, and that is uh, pop culture. Although I guess Chat yes. GPT is kind of pop culture. That is culture very pop culture. Culturally right now. AI, anything is very pop culture right now. <laughs> Even though I don't know much about it. I'm Do you have any comments, JQ? Is that did did look, you want did you want to say look, something before we moved look, on? If we if we if I if you start me on this entire AI thing, that's gonna be an episode in and of itself. Let's just talk about the Oscar nominations before I blow a gasket. Don't you have like a one sentence blurb? <laughs> no way, one sentence? Nah, dude, this man's gonna keep. He's gonna give us an essay. All right, look, I'll give you <laughs> from Chat GPT. I'll give you. Shut I'll give up. you. I'll give AI you. I'll give you. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you an AI automated essay. <clears throat> Chat GPT is the greatest. <laughs> I love Chat GPT. It has the best algorithm for writing essays and creating artistic expression. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't turn your back on the AIs. We will. You know what's scary? Robots sound a little better than that at this point. Oh yeah, no, oh, a, no lot, they a lot do. better. A lot they better, sound significantly actually. better than that. Yeah. You know what my response to AI is? It's 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 why 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 can't the damn thing do my taxes? All right, why is it trying to steal my job? All right, why is it like oh? Write a book. Make, make if they help you with it's the financials, bro, they can't take advantage of you. No, it's because, you know why? Because every time an AI starts getting better at doing taxes, some TurboTax enforcer comes up and busts it, busts it over the head with a lead pipe. 
Sure. I, you know how many? I, I, I think I'm gonna take Turbo Tax's advice because every commercial I've seen is in, during like the last like whatever many weeks because we're in tax season now. It's just like don't do your taxes, don't do your taxes, and I know that they're implying that you should give it to Turbo Tax to do them. Right? I'm yeah. Not gonna do my taxes. But why would you even say that? <laughs> yeah. Now it's right. on the record. So if I can't, if they audit you one day, if they audit you one day and they play this clip. What would you say? Well, I say I was a younger man back then. I was, I was, I, I didn't know what I was talking about. All right, I had a PSA: Do your here. taxes, and unfortunately, you'll have to use TurboCast because they uh, monopolize the entire U.S. tax system. But that isn't here or there. Um. That is very much here. What do you mean neither here or there? It's here. I meant we're not going to talk about it oh, right now. Oh, we're going to talk about no, it. No, we're not. We're going to talk about it. Play the intro again. Play the intro no. again. <laughs> I think this is the craziest opening we've ever had. Yeah, I... This we've is got... Chaotic. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about it. We're talking about it. Oscar nomination. Screw that. Screw yeah, that. Let's, so, connect, let's connect it back. Wait, wait, wait. I'm, the... going to the, I'm, going I... to, I'm going to GBT chat with a glass of water. All right, I'm going to the I, servers with a glass of water and I'm shutting this shit down. I'm, I'm just shutting genuinely getting down. concerned about like AI because like every time I mention like Chad GPT to anyone, it's always like a doomsday scenario that comes into conversation. Yeah, yeah that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. <laughs> like seriously, every time, like literally, I was in like my jazz ensemble class. And the and this the, the professor he started talking about how like oh we're all gonna end up like the people from Wally, you know what I mean? Like he's not I, wrong. I, he's not. You know how automated society is gonna be? Wally, Wally is away. some of the best sci-fi ever, in my opinion. We are going to end up just like that. Except I don't think we get a ship and leave the planet. I think we that just would like be awesome. we just lie down here and watch the planet die. Because of global but warming. But think about this. Think about <laughs> this, though. The sheer amount of dead bodies will serve as fertilizer for the new Earth. Okay. <laughs> I mean, isn't that what happened in Wally? Actually, isn't Wally like seven hundred years after the fall of man? So isn't Is that it? technically what happened? Don't, don't, I mean, don't... yeah, but it's, like, desolate. Like, the entire land is desolate. Yeah, but, like, the human beings probably became oil in that, right? And that... Oh my God, that is a horrifying thought. Or actually, no, seven hundred years isn't enough for that. What am I doing? This was your This was your great, 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 great grandfather. Now we're shoving his remains into this gas stove so that we can make some oatmeal. Oh. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Peepop. <laughs> thanks for your sacrifice. <laughs> and you know, brilliant films like Wally. Usually walk away with a gold statue at the end of award season. Wally won best animated feature back in 2009. Uh, what what do you guys say we dive into uh, the 2023 nominations and see what potentially could win there? Boom! I, oh. I freaking saved it. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, which category do you guys want to start with? Or do you guys just want to talk about the films in general? Let's just talk about the films in general. I don't know. Uh, I'll think... take idyllic vacation spots for 900. This is in oh, jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Oscar nominations came out a couple weeks ago. The ceremony's on March 12th, so like a little over a month from now. Um, and 
the movie that got the most nominations uh, was Everything Everywhere All at Once, which got 11 nominations. Uh, I think All Quiet on the Western Front was second with nine nominations after that. Too anti-war for my taste. No. <laughs> that's like it, someone online yes, who was like, yeah, yes. I thought did someone, no someone you knew you. said that, right? No, it was just, I wish. No, it was what? like someone being like, I, it's like, I was like, I hate this new, this new Western Front movie, whatever the hell it is. Like, it's too anti-war. I'm like, did you watch the original film or read the original book or talk to anyone who fought in any of the world wars? None of those MFs are happy about it. <laughs> They did what they had to do, but it doesn't mean they enjoyed it, unless they're sadistic. All right, so starting off, let's go with uh, writing uh, for original screenplay. Okay. Uh, first nominee, Banshees of Inner Sherm with Martin McDonough. Uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once with the Daniels. Uh, the Fablemans was nominated for original screenplay as well. Uh, Spielberg and Tony Kirshner there. Tar. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, which is Kate Blanchett's movie, uh, mm-hmm. written by Todd Field, and then Triangle of Sadness, written by Ruben Ostland. Ostland. Ruben, you wrote a you wrote a screenplay. No, that's some Swedish guy <laughs> named Ruben. Some Swedish, um, some Swede. Out of this category, I've seen three of the movies. I've seen Everything Everywhere All at Once. I saw The Fablemans, and I saw Banshees of Inner Sherum. Uh, all meaning- really good. But I will say what carries Banshees as a movie is the script. So I'd say Banshees should win that one. Especially because I don't think Banshees is going to sweep at all. I think this is going to be mainly... I think everything everywhere is going to clean this ceremony. That's my prediction. But uh, That was a spectacular movie. We, we didn't do a top ten for last year. We did was... not. We did not. But if you guys want to talk about any of the movies as we're going through, we 100% yeah. can. I mean, oh. everything, everywhere, all at once is just a brilliant work of art, honestly. I, I've i I've seen that one. I think that one in the Fablemans. I wanted to watch Tar in theaters because I'm a, I'm a classical musician as well as a jazz musician. And it looks so interesting. And it looks like, it looks right up my alley. Like, it seems like something that I would really love. So I need to get my ass moving on that, you know, maybe watch it so I can talk about it, like, whenever we record again. But... I should rent it tonight. That's what I'm going to do. That's Re- what I'm going to do. Everything, everywhere, all at once? No, Tar. Oh, Tar. Yeah. I rented Tar. So uh, if we started, like, if we watch in the same 48-hour period, we should be good. Yeah. Anyway, Jacob, do you have anything to add about Everything, Everywhere, All at Once? Because I know you saw it more recently. Yeah, I did see it very recently. Um, I I liked it. I liked it a lot, actually. And... I think the thing that's most surprising is just like the budget they had for the film um, and what they were able to do with that budget, especially I think one of the strongest, like, I think parts of the movie is like costume design and just like what they're able to do with like, I guess like with costumes and also practical effects in the movie. Um, And it makes it look, it just makes it look spectacular. and it's a great story, I think. It's a little, it's a little like convoluted in, at times, but like it's a great story. I and think. that's the point. But I you know how true. hard it is. I I want to read that script. I have no idea how the hell you write that. That's a great. That's a great. I feel like that in and of itself could get does give that like a like a strong. And it totally deserves a nomination. It it has a strong possibility. I just think they're gonna give it to. I don't know if Martin McDonough's won an Oscar, so I feel like he's gonna. Did he not win for three billboards. Did he win Best Director for that? I know, like, 
I know Francis McDormand and Sam Rockwell both won for performance. And, yeah. like, that movie was the front runner along with what eventually won, which was Shape of Water uh, by Guillermo del Toro. Uh, yeah, check that. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm and while you're checking that, uh, we'll go adapted screenplay. Uh, All Quiet on the Western Front. Uh, Edward Berger, Leslie Patterson, and Ian Stokel. Uh, Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery, was also, uh, this is his sole nomination, but it's totally deserved. Uh, Ryan Johnson was nominated here. Uh, Living, which is an adaption of a, is it a Miyazaki thing? No. What, what is it, Jonathan? No, I don't even remember. It's uh. Yeah, he didn't win. Okay, no. What were we? What were we talking about? Living. It's like a. It's an adaptation of a Japanese work, but I can't remember exactly what it was. Oh, Kurosawa. Not not Miyazaki. Kurosawa. Miyaz- how the hell you mix up Miyazaki and Kurosawa? They both are brilliant. All right, I just mix up the yeah, names in my head. Yeah, but one of them literally established the ways that movies are made, and like, pretty much. Well, yeah. Someone adapted a Kurosawa movie into. Like a a new film and they oh. uh, a new film, and apparently I got nominated. I'm gonna have to watch it. That's the one Bill Nye's in. A Top Gun Maverick got a screenplay nomination, which no idea how. And then uh, Women Talking, uh, screenplay by Sarah Pauly. I think the only reason that thing got a screenplay uh, nomination is because they still don't have a stunt a stunt award in uh, in the Oscars, which it's high time that they do because. These these people have been breaking their bodies for like, God knows. Wait, wait, what's it have to do with the screenplay though? What? What's no, it have to do with the screenplay though? I'm saying that they're making up for the fact that they can't nominate Top Gun for the thing that it would clearly win for. Top Gun got a ton of nominations. Like yeah. as we go through, I will like read them off, but I don't know if it'll win anything. But, yeah, uh, I, I don't think it will. It's a good. It's movie. a great it's, movie. I love that movie. No, it's a great movie. It's just that compared to some of these things, it's kind of you know it's a different type of movie. I don't know if, if it's what the Academy is looking for. I mean, out of the ones I've seen, I've only seen Top Gun and Glass Onion. I clearly give it to Glass Onion because I feel like that's a really well written uh, mystery. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So you were telling me, sir, that this rice right here that we are eating was indeed, in fact. Cooked by a shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that meme way too many times to not reference it. I'm sorry. This is. <laughs> I loved. I love the freaking dialogue in that movie, dude. So yeah. much. Brian <laughs> Johnson's such a good writer. It's, it's so no. stupid. It's no, brilliant. no line. No, it's just dumb. <laughs> no line is wasted in that movie. Yep. Like. My I favorite. think he's probably one of the best screenwriters out there right now. Cause bro, the, I don't want to spoil that movie because I, I mean, we're are we gonna? I mean, we can basically just talk about it here. And yeah, let's do that. Yeah, let's talk about it. But like the, I, I don't want to spoil anything. But the Mona Lisa through line uh, has got to be one of the most one of the most satisfying payoffs. Like that last line. Uh, that 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 references the Mona Lisa, and you're just like, oh my god, what a beautiful domino effect! Just setting up this one moment. Um, yep. Yeah, I know the dialogue is funny. It's um, you know, it's lively. Like, yeah, it, it can be it can be like a, a bit larger than life, but I feel like dialogue a lot of times is like that. Like, no one talks the way that people t- like in real life the way they talk in like a Tarantino film per se, or like a a freaking um. 
a guy Richie film. Well, maybe I don't know. I haven't. I, I haven't. I haven't been in London long enough to figure out whether people really talk. <laughs> like, hey, boy, we're gonna rob the chippy chop today. Hey, the bobbies are on us, Mike. Where's Where's Brian? All that shit. Um, but like, yeah, like the writing's brilliant for Glass Onion. Um, and the acting is, is I mean, oh, that's top notch. That's yeah. I mean, like, top notch ensemble cast. I think I I still like the first ensemble a bit more, but like it's close. It's not, it's not that this one's bad or even like inferior. It's just that it's a different vibe from the first one. Um, and I love how Ryan Johnson's taken like the mystery genre and basically done, I guess, what they were doing back there with the mystery genre, and that is make social commentary out of what's going on in the world at the yeah. moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which... Our friend James, who was on the last podcast episode, describes knives the Knives Out movie so far as uh, rich people getting their house stolen and or burned down. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. <laughs> <laughs> rich people just getting freaking, just freaking dunked on. But it's satisfying. By marginalized people. <laughs> it's 100% satisfying. It's hell, of course it's satisfying. It's literally, and they got lucky because that Edward Norton character is pretty much Elon Musk at this yeah. point. Yeah. Like down to a T without spoiling the plot of the movie. Yeah. It really oh feels like God. Elon. I love, I freaking love Edward Norton's character. I love the name, the name of a movie in and of itself is such a brilliant freaking move. Glass Onion, something that is layered and complex in appearance, but you can still see right through to the middle. Like, <laughs> such a good, ah, oh, it's great. It's great. Um, yeah, no, that movie was, that movie was brilliant. Uh, uh, Jacob, I, do you have anything to add? Um, not, I mean, the thing, I just enjoyed the movie it's a fun time it's it's just like from beginning to end i just like love how they reveal stuff slowly like you're basically following the the characters um and you're getting surprised uh, like as you're watching it because of the way that they uh decided to order like the the events and the, the that happened in the movie and it, it like keeps you like just engaged like a lot of a lot of movies sometimes have lulls and stuff like that you know but like this movie did not i i'll say that it was just like you know, I was I was very drawn to the story and it kept me like really just like in I was I was in too deep. You know? I was in too deep. I was I was lost in the layers. And the twist so, that I, happens like halfway through is absolutely insane. Yeah. Like I, I think yeah. I, I do think he he should probably get the screenplay on this one. I think. I mean, I don't know though. We'll see. Will that be original screenplay or uh no adapted so basically adapted. adapted is a sequel anything based on something else uh, okay. an adaption from yeah. a book like adapted whenever it's not an original work and, and i like looked, i looked it up yeah i was curious i didn't know I, yeah because i was like wait was there a glass onion book or something because i hear adapted and i think okay so yeah. martin mcdonough's directed oscar-winning performances going back to that real quick um, his only Oscar win was the start of his film career, which was a short film called Six Shooter. That's it. Damn. Yeah. That man has led people to a treasure he himself has never possessed. He has an Oscar, though, is what I'm saying, but he's never won an Oscar for like one of his feature-length films. Yeah, but you know, there's a difference between a short film Oscar and like a feature film Oscar. 
I mean, still a gold statue. Oh no, it's a gold. It is, yeah. yeah. No, I'm not. No, I'm not clowning on him. I'm not being like, what, what a loser, dude! Doesn't even have a golden statue, bro. <laughs> for a feature like All right. <laughs> it's average size, okay? It's not short. All right, average. <laughs> uh, next is visual effects. Uh, this one they can literally just engrave it early. Uh, if you're a betting person, I don't know who you're gonna find. Right. To take this bet <laughs> yeah. uh, for visual effects. Uh, you have All Quiet in the Western Front. The Batman, Jacob Black Panther, Wakanda was, Forever, Top Gun Maverick, and Avatar The Way of Water, which is just automatically going to win that Oscar. Because say what you will about the story of Avatar, JQ, but we that, are feeding that effect. man's ego. He didn't get nominated for Best Director or Screenplay. Good. I'm saying that's good. a good thing. I don't think he deserved it. I don't think he deserved it. How the hell do you push the envelope in visual effects and write like... A Dr. Seuss level of freaking. No, okay, like, no, no, okay, I no, no. That no, no, that's no, insulting no. to Dr. Like, Seuss. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was about to say that. I was about to say that. Ryan put into that. Yeah. <laughs> Some of his books, I think, I can't remember. I think it was the cat in the hat. He wrote one like off of a challenge. Like, it was like, I bet you can't write a good book with this many words. And he's like, F you. Yes, I can. And he did it. <laughs> Damn, I can't do that. He could probably no. make a realistic looking cat in the hat. He's like, look. He's got like a realistic cat anus. You see that? The tail movement. We've mapped it out so that it follows the tail movement of a real cat. It's the entire point of this conversation right now because the avatars are basically giant cats, people. I had not thought about that, but now that you've made that connection, you know? I heard that he saw these creatures in like a dream of his once and then... Bro, that's such a freaking <laughs> lie, man. That's, that's such a lie. Man, no Sal- Salvia is one hell of a drug, I'm telling you. <laughs> Who keeps on interviewing him, bro? <laughs> <laughs> because he wouldn't have said that. Unless he got approached, and then he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, you want to hear a fun fact about Avatar? Okay, I'll give you one. I dreamed of these characters before I, <laughs> He's before like, I, I, I want to know in what context. I want to know. I I don't have the interview on me right now. You wake up wet is what I'm asking. (laughs) That's a simple question. All right. All right. (laughs) Next is the sound Oscar. Uh, All quiet. James, come on the show. You know what, Cameron? If you listen, come on the show. Oh yeah, of course you will. I want. I want to take Cameron in the in the put, put me in a put me in a UFC cage with Cameron. All right. I will use that man's body like a. <laughs> All right. Sa- I will use it sound- like a toothpick. All right. Next is the sound Oscar. All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar The Way of Water, The Batman, Elvis, and Top Gun Maverick. Uh, I don't know. That's, that's that, a this hard one. That is a hard <laughs> one. Right? Actually, real hard. Uh, I don't know. Maybe Maverick takes this one just so it gets something. I don't know. Maybe all quiet. I haven't watched all quiet on the Western Front, so maybe that I'm one. sure the sound in, in a, a war, war movie, movie has to be yeah. absolutely sound insane. in a war movie is always just I think top notch. Usually, it's top notch. It's, it's like unfair. Not... It's unfair. It's yeah, it unfair is unfair advantage. because yeah, it is an unfair advantage because it's just um like you you have to work hard on that. That is a big part of making a war movie work in the same way that sound is a big part in making a horror movie work. You know, it's about the ambience. It's about not just assaulting the visual, but the auditory. You, you have to bring the audience in to this living hell. 
things exploding, like shrapnel ripping through shit. You can't tell the voices of your allies from the voices of your enemy apart, that kind of thing. Like, you need to bring them in. Like, But, bro, like, there's two war movies nominated. Uh, there, there's Avatar the Way of Water. I will stab you. <laughs> uh, the Batman where the Batmobile turns on. I mean, just for that moment. The Jesus. Batman has some really good, like, yeah. sound design in general. Like, that that mm -hmm. scene especially. Because I, I literally, like, shat myself in the, in the movie theater. I, <laughs> I went to watch it with my friends Jonathan. Other Jonathan. Uh, and yeah, my, yeah. my friend Nina. Uh, and Jonathan is not that big of a comic book fan. Uh, so he was like, you know, he was enjoying it. Nina and I are massive Batman fans. So as soon as the thing ignited, we like turned to each other, like, bro, the freaking Batman, did you see that shit? <laughs> like, oh my God, it sounds like a goddamn Harley. Oh my God, it sounds like Harley on steroids, man. <laughs> oh my god. And then of course the sound design in Elvis also really, really good. Uh how they like mix in all the musical like beats and everything with what's the imagery that's going on on screen. They're, they're um, getting a yeah. little too good at these uh at these uh bio biopics or biopics as our friend James calls Yeah, them. Michael Jackson's coming. Uh they were gonna do a Madonna one, but Madonna was gonna direct it and she like went on tour and they're like, nah, movie's dead. Because Madonna was only <laughs> Madonna was only gonna let it get made if she directed it. I, I kinda wonder what the hell that movie would have been like. I don't think oh, she's no. ever directed it probably would have been bad. It would not have been great. <laughs> she's like, How many sex scenes can I put in this movie? Because I have a lot of it in the 90s. <laughs> All right. Uh, short film, live it's action. a material girl in a material world. Uh... Right? Material girl. All right? She wanted that bag. She went on tour. She got the mm -hmm. bag. Who cares about a movie? That movie was not going to make money. Let's be real. All right. Uh, we're going to skip some of these awards just because we have no comments on them. Uh... Wait, 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 wait a minute. Read them all. Yeah. Tell me, tell me. That's that short film live action. I think that um, um, an Irish goodbye, Ivalu, Le Pupil, the Le Pupil, uh, Night Ride, and the Red Suitcase. Yeah, if I'm gonna guess which one's gonna get the award, Le Pupil. Watch that actually win. I cannot uh, believe that they excluded the Turkish masterpiece. Uh, the uh, under the under the moon and the star like it's this beautiful like ten minute short film Jonathan. that kind of it's it focuses on like war torn Turkey, um, and like it focuses on these two characters. Okay, it's 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 two men because you know. You Moving on. All right, next up, <laughs> uh, short film animated. Did you uh, just mute me? <laughs> I didn't like where I was going. Uh, <laughs> Short film. Wait, was it actually? No, I lied. <laughs> <laughs> I looked it up because it sounded real. Forget I'm a writer. I can BS my way through a story. I just gotta throw a few things together. I was gonna say because, like, if it was actually that. real, you were describing that really poorly. <laughs> um. All right, short film animated again. Nothing to say, but I'll read off the nominees: the boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse, the flying sailor. Uh, then Ice Merchants, My Year of Dicks, and an ostrich told me the world is fake, and I think I believe now, it. If I'm going to guess which one is going to take the cake, 
I think it's gonna be my year of dicks. <laughs> Just because. <laughs> I mean, even if they don't take the cake, I'm sure they take several cakes in that in that short film. Oh, if you yes. catch my, if you catch my dick, I, I, my drift. Isn't, isn't it crazy how Disney used to dominate the short film animated category when we were younger? Yeah, what slowly, to that? They don't release short films really anymore. Like they do on Disney Plus, but they don't put them in theaters anymore. Really, Cal Arts. What have you done to animation, goddammit? But the name of this one, I might watch this one just off the title. An ostrich told me the world is fake, and I think I believe it. Like, what the hell happens in that? That is ego death, the short film, for sure. That is a man tripping off his balls on LSD. Dives to himself. Uh, Speaking of ego death, if y'all have not heard the song... Hey, man, let me finish! I'm gonna watch those. Sorry. If y'all have not... Heard of the song uh, when I was done dying by I think it was Dan Deacon. Awesome song about ego death. Uh, so yeah, just random. are you being serious? I can't tell if it's a joke. Uh, no, that that is that is for real. I don't know if his first name is Dan, but that is that is the hundred percent. All right, real. and then for Jacob, sure. what were you saying? Huh? I said I, I kind of want to watch all these short films before like wa- like seeing the Oscars because I feel like that'd be interesting. Sometimes like independent theaters will do like a uh, short film day or something and they'll Bel- show them the Belcourt does that uh Belcourt does that i know That's here in omaha okay. yeah omaha you, you guys gotta look up i don't know what the Shoot, independent theater would be down there in missouri but uh Jacob's yeah. gonna break into one of his uh sarah b tubs for magic mike for my year of dicks i think oh my god <laughs> yeah, back, baby. jacob only one more week till magic mike's last dance I One didn't more week. Was coming out. <laughs> I didn't even know that was coming out next week, bro. I seriously would have been oblivious to that shit. You would have, man. What would you have done with all those tubs? I don't know. <laughs> you all know, right. <laughs> walk into the theater, juggling them. <laughs> next is I'm production. All the homies to watch Mike Magic Mike next weekend, brothers. <laughs> That's gonna be so funny. <laughs> No one's gonna want to watch that with me. I'm sorry. <laughs> You'll find you can find someone. By the way, Jake, can you get a little closer to the mic? You sound far off for some reason. Serious? Seriously? Yeah. Okay. Okay. There we go. There we go. He's back. There we, we go. To the I'm back. All right. Production designs next <laughs> up. Uh, I'll just read off the titles. Uh, All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar: The Way of Water, Ooh. Babylon, uh, Elvis. And the Fablements. And production design for the more layman out there basically means the set design, uh, all the props on the set, all that stuff. Uh, all of that's dealt by production design in that I, department. I'm very glad you explained that to the layman because uh, they would not have understood or, or been able to comment on a podcast per se uh what their opinion was on that if they didn't know I mean, i'm just yeah. saying for a friend i'm very I, I have people i know people who don't know what that is and i'm like wow really you don't and then i laugh at them so that's that's really funny John yeah. oh christ Definitely not me, though. I, I knew what that was coming in i mean i guess <laughs> how much production is like I, avatar i know there's production design because they're designing sets in the computer what about the uh but the, like, the last scene in the movie, like the the boat stuff? Like that's pretty good, isn't isn't that? No, like, I'm saying like that's not real. <laughs> yeah, but the, none of it no, real. No, what I'm commenting is that how much overlap on that Avatar movie is there between production design and VFX? Like, is that that's all true. just one big department? 
Not he's like the, yeah. I'm telling you right now, the middle section of that Venn diagram is thick. they got some vestigial ass corners if you know what i mean looks like a looks like looks like also i want to comment babylon babylon got basically nothing so basically it was a box office flop that barely got nominations or damien i still want to see it though because damien chazelle uh of la la land and whiplash fame uh did that one yeah, favorite movies of all time. My arms really hurt. I'm sorry. I just, I just. No, you're I, good. I'm starting to work out again because I want to get in shape, uh, and I'm in agony. <laughs> all right, next, uh, music original song. I've heard four of these. I think I don't know how many. I think you guys have heard four of these as well. First one I haven't heard is "Applause" from "Tell It Like a Woman." Then "Hold My Hand," Top Gun Maverick. Basically, that's the song that plays over the credits of Top Gun Maverick. Um, that's Lady Gaga. Uh, who sings that at the end of that movie? Uh, Lift me up uh, from the ending of Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. That Rihanna sings. They're probably gonna give it to that just to make up for the fact that they set up. That's not the favorite show. That's not no, the favorite. They, I know, but they remember when they set up the Oscars to have Chadwick win, and then they gave it to Anthony Hopkins, who didn't even show up. Because <laughs> he, he, he wasn't. Where was he? Wales. That was the most. Oh. That was such a dumbass. Whoever directed the so Oscars bad. that year, he is no. They are no longer working at all. <laughs> that was. I don't. I that was such a bad decision. They had a still image of freaking Anthony Hopkins on screen. When he was <laughs> you have to end the night with Best Picture in case something crazy like that happens. Someone's there to accept Best Picture. Like that's. I mean, that indicated they don't know who wins until before because, yeah. Okay, uh, This Is Life from Everything Everywhere All at Once is also nominated. That's the credit song from that movie. Um, I don't know if you guys will remember that one. And then this one is the favorite based on everything I've heard. Uh, Natu Natu from RRR is nominated. Oh, that's probably going to win. That's probably I that movie. Seen, I don't remember that song. I haven't seen R. That's like the dance uh, sequence in the middle of the movie. Remember? Oh shoot, that is so when, good. When they're at the that party. So yeah. That is I, really say, good. I, I haven't seen RRR, but I have seen Bollywood films before. And let me tell you, right now the songs are like always like top notch. So there's no this would way be that a break. Be. I think this would be a breakthrough moment for Bollywood if they're able to win this one. I, and I think want, yeah, I think I want them to win it because I want them to win it. Bollywood got some good shit. Like the, I, I've only seen like one movie in its totality. Wow, what was it called? Om Shanti Om. I saw it uh, in college uh, during for a global, for your class global music class. Yeah. Oh, okay. Jacob uh, and I have watched RRR. Uh, I think that's my only yeah. movie that yeah. I've seen from India before. But um, really, really good. Surprised it did not get a best international feature nomination here. Quite honestly, what? Yeah, every a bunch of people are surprised about that. It got a nomination for song though, and I think people are gonna reward the movie yeah. that way. Uh, I hope but, so. But you I'm know, shocked. Another, movie, another movie that got snubbed was Nope. That thing definitely should. have Yes, been Nope got snubbed as yeah. well. That should have been nominated at least for. Best uh, here's one of the biggest play. snubs. I'm gonna read off. Uh, this is music. I'm gonna read off the people who got in. I'm upset about this one. Uh, really All Quiet on the Western Front, which is Volker uh, Beltoman. Uh, Babylon, uh, Justin Hurwitz, uh, who always works with Damien Chazelle. I think they were roommates or something, right? If I'm Maybe. not mistaken, I think. Uh, uh, the Banshees of Inner Sherem, Carter Burwell, 
Everything Everywhere All at Once with Son Lux and The Fablemans. John Williams, once again nominated for an Oscar. Um, I don't Where know. I hear a lot. I hear a lot. Where is Giacchino, man? The Batman should have been nominated. The Batman probably should have won this, quite honestly. Yes. Batman was the best score last year. Uh, I mean, sure. I, I think Michael's already Michael has won a few times already, so I'm not pissed about it per se. But I think, Michael, not, only, I think Michael only won once. I think he only won for Up. Yeah, this but is that the sad was thing. Like... This is the sad thing. That's I don't like... remember the the freaking score for Everywhere or Everything Everywhere All at Once or The Fablemans. You know what I mean? Like, I well, The Fablemans had like bare. It was bare for a lot of scenes. There was like... I really love the score yeah. in the Fableman because it's both, it's kind of a mix of like original stuff and then like older classical music. The and... one original piece I remember from the movie is like the very last scene uh, yeah. when he's walking on the studio lot, like yeah. when that music starts playing. Like I that. love the scene yeah. where he's like looking at the projector of like the family trip. And you have like that piano music in the background. But it, that's a classical piece, right? I think it's a classical yeah. piece. I don't know. It's hard to tell. Um, honestly, for me, it's hard to tell. <laughs> a lot of that stuff starts kind of bleeding together once you've heard like a lot of it. But like, I mean, yeah, the only one, I, the, but the same kind of goes for everything, everywhere, all at once. Like the most notable track in that movie was like the revamped Claire de Lune, which. At the end of the movie, yeah. Yeah. That's one of the best uses of Debussy's piece that I've that I've actually heard. That piece is that piece is magnificent, man. That is like that movie deserves Best Picture. If that wins Best Picture, I feel like I feel like we said this with Parasite a couple years ago, like yeah. everyone did. But I feel like the floodgates would actually open if that movie. Yeah, is I mean, and, and Michelle Yao got a nomination this time too. She's like, not the favorite to win, though. I know we'll, she's. We'll yeah, talk about. And I know it's Angela, but look, no, like, no, 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 no. No, Kate Blanchett. Oh, Angela, oh shit. Yeah, Kate Blanchett in Best Actress. No, because oh, Michelle's yeah. the lead in uh, Everything oh, Everywhere yeah. All at Once. No, um, but anyway, moving on. Um, we'll speed up through these. Uh, I don't. There, the there's bigger. I'm not gonna call them. I'm not gonna call them lower categories, but there's I guess the bigger categories everyone cares about. But oh well, wow, Ruben! You're really gonna top. oh we're gonna start this. We're gonna start this, Ruben. Every aspect him. of the filmmaking process. Okay, Jonathan, do you care about makeup and hairstyling? Makeup and hairstyling. All Quiet on the Western Front. The Batman. Black Panther. Wakanda Forever. Elvis and the Whale. He muted me again. <laughs> um. I don't know what wins. I don't know what wins makeup and hairstyling because Black Panther's really good. Elvis is amazing. I haven't seen All Quiet on the Western Front. The Batman, um, and then the Whale. I think the Whale. I think the yeah. Whale. I think they the Whale did, takes that they one. They did make Brendan Fraser look like just six hundred pound man. They made him look like a dumpling. I'm sorry. <laughs> good I'm great. sorry. You do like not that. get to that weight like without no. trying. All right. <laughs> You have got to give up to get the 600 pounds. Yeah, depression's a real thing, you little bitch. I have it. What were you going to say, Jacob? They made him look like the, the freaking animated bow, remember? From a dumpling. Oh, my God. You both came up with the same joke separately. I am effing done with this shit. <laughs> Moving on. I've never been more proud of my little brother. I've never been my kid brother. My kid brother still got it, man. He got it, yeah. 
Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. Uh, next is this is a this is the other lock of the night if you're a betting individual. <laughs> International feature film, yeah. All Quiet on the Western Front, Argentina, 1985, close uh, from Belgium. Uh, sorry, I should have said the countries. The Argentina ones from Argentina, obviously. All no Quiet. Shit. <laughs> I know. Uh, All Quiet on the Western Front's from Germany, close from Belgium. EOs from Poland, and then there's the Quiet Girl from Ireland. All Quiet's got this one locked up because it also got a Best Picture nomination. So yeah. that and one's every time. Every time that that happens, it's kind of a kind of it's a, a given. Yeah. Uh, same thing. If an animated film gets Best Picture nom, I mean that's the lock to win Best Animated. Yep. Okay. Film editing. Uh, Banshees of Inner Shiram, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Tar, Top Gun Maverick. Top, uh, I've seen three of these, no, four of these. Um, I think Everything Everywhere All at Once deserves this one. I don't know if it'll win. That movie was put together in the edit yeah. day. Like, I was I, about to say. Without the it, editing on that movie, yeah. I mean, nothing There happens. are moments in that movie that will blow you away just visually. And it's all editing. Like one multiverse to the well, other. The, the first time she jumps, you know what yeah. I mean? Like into the, like the other multiverse, yeah. whatever. Just that for like, just for the shot where it's yeah. her changing like through different multiverses. Like just for that shot alone, editing should win, I think. Like that, that is insane. I don't want to know it's how so long good. it took to film that, let alone put it together and make it look that good. Like, yeah, 100% deserve this one, I think. Yeah. The film editing. Yeah. Top Gun's the other one I say would deserve it just because they had to edit hours and hours of flying footage down into a movie that made sense. Yeah. Um, and also because if you've seen the original Top Gun uh, compared to this one. Oh, uh, night and day. so night much. Day. The action is actually comprehensive. It's crazy. The cameras are just like shaking everywhere. Like you can see what's happening clearly, and they're actually flying. Like it's it's. it's oh my god, that movie is it's, it's it's so good. Okay, yeah. uh, documentary short. I'll just read off the titles: Elephant Whispers, Haul Out, How Do You Measure a Year, uh, The Marfa Mitchell Effect, and Stranger at the Gate. And then you have documentary feature. I think Jonathan, you've seen one of these. Uh, if you want to talk about that, All That Breathes. All the Beauty and the Bloodshed, Fire of Love, A House Made of Splinters, and Navolini. Funny story about Fire of Love. Uh, James and I went to watch that at one of the most opulent um, movie theaters in Amsterdam because we were on our Europe trip at that point. Um, but what we did not realize was that uh, the two scientists would not be speaking English. And in Amsterdam, the subtitles are Dutch. <laughs> Oh, so you didn't get any of it? Oh no, 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 no! We got, we got, we got quite a bit of it because it's English commentary, and then every once in a while they'll cut in pieces of like actual dialogue uh, from the from the from the people. But even even not understanding it completely, though, that is such a moving picture. It is such a touching story of 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 love and science of coming to understand the world. Um, like it's it it struck a chord, man. Like I, I I haven't seen the others, but that one I know was like that one was the one that was like the like bigger, I think, when it came to marketing and and like 
like recognition. So I think that might that moment might win. I have been intending to rewatch that since I got back to the states, so that I can actually understand what the hell they're saying. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. There was almost a beauty in not being able to understand. I don't know what it was, but like, cause like you, I didn't understand what they were saying, but I I know what they felt. You know what, what I mean? They, in the heart. What they felt in the heart. It was funny though. The first time the subtitles came up, me and James turned to each other and we were like, shit. <laughs> it was that or Love and Thunder. So I do not regret my decision. No way in <laughs> hell am I watching Love and Thunder in the most opulent movie theater in Amsterdam. <laughs> <laughs> what? But Jonathan, they submitted it for best visual effects. That is, is, is it not on here? It's not That's on here. Absolutely Damn. embarrassing. <laughs> the fact that Marvel was confident enough in, in Love and Thunder to actually put it up to get nominated. That was, that, that. To be fair, it's more of like a courtesy push. It wasn't like uh, the push they did for Spider-Man last year where they actually thought it could get a Best Picture nom last year. Ah, poor bastards. That movie was not going to get a Best Picture nom. Yeah, it wasn't. It's, All right. a good, it's a good movie, but like. It is, yeah. It's not a film, you know what I mean? <laughs> Jesus it's not a shit. film. Oh my God, you pompous ass. All right. It's good. It's really good, though. All right. Uh, costume design. You have Babylon, Black Panther, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. Love the rhyme. I think that Wakanda Forever should lose uh, this one. To uh, Everything Everywhere? Uh, I mean, no, I mean, yes, yeah, sure. But I'm, 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 I'm talking about Wakanda Forever right now. Because if you see the behind the scenes... Um, Namor's actor has this massive bulge. This man is hung like a like a donkey. All right, and they visually removed it from every shot. Waste of costume design. Waste of costume design. Uh, I I'd say, why any of these films are deserving? I, I, you have the to play to your actor's strengths. And if he's got a schmeet, then show the schmeet. Bro, shut up. <laughs> shut up, dude. Seriously. The costumes in Black Panther are really good. No more's costumes actually really good as well. Elvis. Elvis. Perfect. Elvis could also take this. I could see it just because of, uh, I don't know, how everything worked in the period piece nature of it. Um, and how everything looked like actual outfits Elvis would wear. <laughs> everything, everywhere, all at once. Jacob mentioned it earlier. I mean, costume design in that movie is really good. I haven't seen yeah. Babylon or Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris, so I think not every, sure about that. Every, everything, everywhere, just with the sheer amount of costumes that it has might win that one. Yep. I kind of wanted the Batman to get nominated for that. Just for I mean, but that Catwoman, oh. that Catwoman costume ain't that great. <laughs> It, it works. It works for them. The no, costumes are pretty movie. good. I, I feel like it was probably close to getting nominated because the costumes in the Batman are really good. Not the strength of the film. Better strength of the Batman, which I am upset that wasn't nominated, but not that much. Cinematography. Cinematography. Yeah, that's next. Uh, All Quiet on the Western Front, Bardo, False Chronicle of a Handful of Truths, Elvis, Empire of Light, which is Roger Deakins being nominated again, even though apparently the movie's terrible, from what I've heard. <laughs> from what I've heard. Um, and Tar. Tar is also nominated here. Um, I hear there is an amazing one shot in that movie. And um, Tar? Yeah. Like where Kate Blanchett like legitimately learned how to conduct just to film that one one shot. Like I need to watch that movie, goddammit. <laughs> I don't know what takes this one, quite honestly, because I haven't seen enough of the category, so I'm not gonna make a guess on that one. 
Yeah, but I'm upset the Batman. I'm up. Yeah. For which one? Cinematography. Oh, cinematography. Okay. Uh, let me see. I'm upset the Batman wasn't nominated. Like Greg Frazier won last year for Dune, but what he did with the Batman visually was every frame was literally a painting, a, painting, a poster, yeah, a something you want to put up on your wall. You pause that movie at any moment, you're like, ah, oh, goddamn. Especially that upside down shot. That was ex- that was an inspired choice. I, I'm, I'm just gonna guess that All Quiet on the Western Front is gonna win. For I think you're probably right. That's probably <laughs> yeah. I gotta watch that movie. Um, but yeah, all right. Next is directing. Uh, we're finally to the big ones here. Uh, Banshees of Inisherin, Martin McDonough, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Daniels, Fableman, Spielberg, Tar, Todd Field, Triangle of Sadness, Ruben Ostland. I don't know. There are three front runners, and I think the three front runners for Best Picture are the three front runners for Best Director: Banshees of Inisherin, Martin McDonough, Fableman, Spielberg. Everything, everywhere, all at once. The Daniels. I think whoever wins the directing Oscar is probably going to also take Best Picture. I yeah. don't know. I don't know. That one's really close. That's all a three tough of, one. That's a tough one. And yeah, I haven't seen Tar yet. Tar might be worth. It probably won't win though, but because yeah. those other three are really, really strong. But yeah, that's a tough one. Um, animated feature film. Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. I guess that's the official title of it, but yeah. It is. Uh, for, for good reason. There are two other Pinocchio movies that came out last year, and you do not want to accidentally end up wa- watching one of the other two. Marcel, the shell of shoes on. I thought that was live action. I am confused how that one got in. I think I think it's live action, but it heavily involves an animated character. So it's so, so much animation that uh, it qualifies. Uh, anyway, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Holy shit. It's going to be <laughs> the sea beast and the one that will probably piss me off if it wins because it's just Disney buying awards uh, turning red. Uh, that better not win. Dude. That better not win. I, I'd say Pinocchio or Puss in Boots. I'd be a happy uh, camper. I'd be, yeah, I would be happy with. I, I want Pinocchio to win. I'm not going to lie. But I, I wouldn't be upset with Puss in Boots winning. It's tough for me because the, the more time I spend kind of like marinating with those films after the fact, the more mm-hmm. I love both of them. Like, they're yeah. so good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. I think Guillermo takes his second Oscar here. You think so? Yeah, I, I think... pray to God he does. This man deserves more than just one. Yep, I agree. The fact that this dude did not win for Pan's Labyrinth is going gonna, is gonna to haunt me for life. <laughs> yeah, The Shape of Water is basically it's that makeup Oscar, like because Pan's Labyrinth is one of the best films I've ever seen. Yeah, like it. I, I'm not even being facetious. That's like my top in my top five films ever. It's very um, good. It's really good. It's, it's, it's so very good. very good. <laughs> All right, now we've reached the acting categories. Uh, actress in supporting role, uh, Angela Bassett in Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Uh, Hong Cha, Hong, Hong Chow Chow. Chow, that is Chow. In the Whale, thank you, Jacob. God, uh, I am off. <laughs> Carrie Condon in Banshees of Inner Sheeran. Jamie Lee Curtis in Everything Everywhere All at Once. And Stephanie Hugh in Everything Everywhere All at Once. Uh, Angela Bassett's the favorite here, but if either of the performances from Everything Everywhere wins, I wouldn't be upset. Carrie Condon was really good in Banshees as well. I don't I think, think she'll win, though. Uh, and I haven't seen The Whale, so I can't comment on that one. 
that this was the role that Jamie Lee Curtis was born to play. Uh, I, I do believe. I'm not even kidding. I'm partially kidding, but I'm also not completely kidding. <laughs> like she really killed it in that. But I think it, I think it's gonna go to Angela. Um, yeah, just for that. Oh my god, the like, throne room theme that they yes. That's like when I was texting with you guys and James back in the summer when that trailer came out. I'm like, oh, she's getting nominated. Just yeah. and we're like, it's what you were like, it's one line. And I'm like, I can kind of feel it's this is a powerhouse performance, even with one line, though. It was and, a very powerful line. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she had some great scenes in this movie. Like, yeah, it was that scene in the throne room. The scene at the beginning when she's at the UN was also really good. Um, they have lost that part. Honestly, part. all of the scenes that she was in were like she wasn't great. in it much, but she was great in everything she yeah. was in. Yeah, her scene with uh, shoot, what's the name Sh- with Namor? I don't remember the Namor actor's name. Apologies, um, but that scene where they were on the beach was also really good. Um, <laughs> Namor in a different year with a less stacked thing, I would have said that guy probably was the only other acting performance that probably would have deserved a nomination here, but the year's so stacked that I don't think it could have happened. Um, yeah. It's Tenoshin... No, I don't Something. know. Jonathan's looking it up, I think. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, moving on to it's, after... It's uh, Tenocuerta. Thank you, Jacob. Yeah, yeah, Jacob beat me to it. Uh, actor in a supporting role. Uh, Brendan Gleeson in Banshees of Inner Sherem. Brian Tyree Henry got nominated for a movie called uh, Causeway. Good for him. Uh, Judd Hirsch in The Fablemans. Another one I called JQ, I want to add. You really did. You really, for that what dude, but he, he, he came He won't in. win, but damn. Oh, no. like, but he came in. Yeah. <laughs> he, said, yeah. he came in and he was like, Steven, roll cameras. I'm doing it. Come on. Let's go. <laughs> I bet you that was second take. I bet you. <laughs> First or second that shit, take. That shit was so good. Yeah. It was really good. I love it. One this. scene, but like his scene leaves an impact and like, I commented when we were reviewing it, JQ, his scene basically is like the thesis of the movie. Like, yeah. it's the heart of the movie. Yeah. Like, that scene is like the most pivotal scene because without that scene, the entire messaging of the movie is thrown off. Yeah, and the entire la- the entire like plot of the movie is also thrown off because that kind of like signals a turn for, 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 for Fableman, for Sammy Fableman's kind of like trajectory yeah as a, a, a as a person as a creator you know uh yeah. i don't know i don't i don't i i i don't know if it'll win that who are the other ones again you said uh i haven't finished it uh so barry kilgan is also nominated for banshees of inner sherem so two banshee nominations here in supporting actor um and then here's the favorite uh kihu kwan and everything everywhere all at once he's won all the lower awards so far and he's the favorite to win the oscar that the, that the, that's that was... yeah uh Kwan, uh better known as well not better known but like known for his role as a child actor in goonies and indiana jones uh temple, temple yeah. of doom that uh, this was his big comeback and my god the acceptance speech i sent you guys that right i don't remember for what yeah it was, yeah yeah for all it was the golden globes it made me cry legitimately like i was weeping like because i grew up watching the dude in temple of doom like i know i know looking back now that you know short round is a very stereotypical and maybe but it's like, not even like, that bad of a character nah, no, I'd say. But i i like here's the thing 
as a kid, I did not think less of Short Round or less of Asian people because of Short Round. Yeah, exactly. Short Round was my favorite character in that movie growing up. I loved that kid. I did, um, yeah. So seeing... I really wish he would have done his... Up, yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, I was going to say, so seeing him grown up and 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 proving to the world that it wasn't just a fluke or that it was just because he was a kid or that it was just because, like, he was, like, a token actor in that, like, proving that he has the chops... Uh, necessary for something like this is just like amazing and the other part of it the reason he came back to acting was he saw crazy rich asians which came out i think in 2018 he's like oh i think i can actually make a career to this because he felt when he left in like the 80s 90s i think it was the 90s where he like stepped away from acting it was because uh he felt that there weren't enough roles for an asian actor so i'm glad he was able to you know find a reason to come back yeah so for all those bastards out there complaining about black ariel and like and like all these like like movies like centered around like non-white characters yeah they mean a lot to us they do look at that look at that look what that did for him you know yeah like it, it does shit for us to see ourselves up on the big screen and you may think that it's like token token like a token thing and maybe to hollywood it is maybe to them it's a money thing but for us, sitting in front of the big screen and seeing that, we're inspired. It's we're saying like, that hey. our stories matter, too. Like, yeah. that's the yeah. big message. Our stories are worth telling. The things that we have to say are worth saying. And there is an audience who will listen now. Our <laughs> life experiences are different, but they also matter. They also should be seen. Like, that's yeah. the big thing. Yeah. yeah and I if you're totally not agree. able to relate to these movies because cultural difference, it's humanity. Yeah. Like, it's humanity. Like, I can relate to a white lead, an Asian lead, a black lead. It yeah. doesn't matter. if it's, it's a great story. It's a great story. Like, that's yeah. what matters. At the I'm not day. Italian or from New York, but I love The Godfather. The Godfather's so good. <laughs> <I mean, laughs> yeah. I've never in my life eaten a slice of gabagool, all right? I don't know what the experience is like, <laughs> but I love those movies. I've only had a cannoli once. <laughs> also, oh, I want to point out Jacob said good for it. Or I think it was one of you guys said good for him, but Brian Tyree Henry yeah, has right. had such a great like couple years here. Like I feel like his career's really taken off. Y'all need to watch Atlanta. I still You gotta watch, watch Bullet Train. I need to watch the <laughs> yeah. I need to watch the third and fourth season. But he is everyone in that show is phenomenal. It's just a shame that they have to act opposite of Lakeith Stanfield, who is just eating everything up. That man, that's another dude that needs to, to, to get more work and more recognition. Lakeith he does. is so good. He is, he is so really good. good. He was nominated a couple years ago for uh, Judas yeah. and the Black Messiah. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. He didn't win. That man but, is uh, great. I love, great. I, I, I love Lakeith. Lakeith, come on the podcast. I'm gonna invite everyone. Eventually, someone's gonna hear it. Lakeith, come, come on, come to the podcast, Lakeith. Okay, so moving on to the actor uh, categories, the male uh, categories. Actor in a leading role: Austin Butler in Elvis, uh, Colin Farrell in Banshees of Inisherin, Brendan Fraser in The Whale, Paul Mescal in After Sun, and then Bill Nye in Living. Um, I don't know. I I've literally to... only seen two of these performances. 
Is it the favorite Brendan though? Brendan Fraser? Uh the favorites are Brendan and Colin Farrell. Uh, and then Austin Butler's also up there. The other two aren't really favored to win. I hear all the performances are great from what I've read. Um but Austin Butler, God, he's so good in Elvis. He's so goddamn good as Elvis. Um I don't know. I don't know who wins this one. This one's really close. And I could probably give a better opinion when I've seen all of them. Colin Farrell's <laughs> also really good. What were you going to say? Oh, nothing. I was just laughing because you're like, I should probably have more information before commenting on this. Well, I'm just like, <laughs> well, it's because no one does that anymore. They're like, I'm going to hobble together what little I know about this and then act like I'm a professional. Out of the two I've seen, out of these five, I'd say Elvis Man, deserves it. Cause... You're allowed to have opinions, all right? Even no, if the opinions I, my are opinion... completely wrong. <laughs> At least you have an opinion, you know what I mean? And you're right. willing to be wrong in front of other people. That's what I say, you know what I mean? At this yeah. point, it's just like, you just say whatever it is on your mind, and as long as it's not offensive, and you recognize in the future, oh yeah, with more information, oh yeah, it's wrong. It's okay. You don't have to be a professional. <laughs> All right, and then actress in the leading no, role. to be one. I'm sorry. Actress in the leading role. Uh, Kate Blanchett and Tar, Air the Armas and Blonde. Andrea Risenborough and two Leslie, uh, Michelle Williams and the Fablemans, and then Michelle Yeoh and everything everywhere all at once. I hear that Blonde was not very good. <laughs> uh, I've heard Blonde is exploitative, but I hear the performance is good. I refuse to watch that movie, but I, I bet Anna de Armas is great because Anna de Armas is always great in everything she's yeah. in. But I, I don't think I'll ever see that performance personally because I just refuse to watch the movie out of principle because um, of what the hell they did to a real life person and just made it like an exploitative thing that was fictionalized and not realistic at all. Um, yeah. Just they exploiting really Marilyn that. Monroe as an individual making up shit. I, I don't like that shit. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I'd say Michelle Yeoh out of the ones I've seen. So I've seen Michelle Williams and Michelle Yeoh's performances, but I hear Kate Blanchett's a favorite here and like a really strong favorite. I need to watch that movie, god damn it. So we shall see. Um, if the SAG Award comes out and Michelle Yeoh wins the SAG Award, the Screen Actors Guild Award, then I will say Michelle Yeoh is the new favorite to win the Oscar. Yeah. But we shall see. Uh, and then the last category, Best Picture. 10 movies got nominated for Best Picture this year. In alphabetical order, All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar The Way of Water, Banshees of Inner Shiram, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, and Triangle of, no, sorry, Triangle of Sadness, and then Women Talking is the last one. You've got to be shitting me with Avatar. You have got to be shitting me. <laughs> They're not gonna win. They're not gonna win. I think you they, know, Jan, no, were, no, I'm upset because James is gonna go on record the day after that is whatever wins he's gonna lambast him. It's like, oh yeah, everything everywhere, all at once, great effects, but was it really as good as Avatar? If he uh, says that shit, like everyone would be pissed. I think he, I, that's why I pray that he'll he say it. He'll say that shit in private. Like he's no, an arrogant no, bastard. No, 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 yes, no. He, he better say it. I, I want him to say it. <laughs> I want him to say it in a very offensive way too. I wanted to be like, yeah, these Asians taking over my industry, something like that. Something he's just, not racist. I just, I wish I, I just want, I want, oh I want my God, he's oh not. My God, you want him to get canceled? I want to have solid ground for hating oh this guy. You know what I mean? 
It's like when people found out, found out that Andrew Tate was a sex trafficker, and they're like, oh, finally! Concrete evidence for Andrew Tate was a garbage human being who spewed garbage opinions before he got charged with human tra trafficking. Yeah, James Cameron is just an arrogant asshole that you happen to hate irrationally. Like to the 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 hate you have is irrational to the level it's at. Like I, I, I get not liking James Cameron, but hating him to the degree you do is not healthy. I'll just say that. Hey, uh, come on the podcast. Oh my come lord. Come on the podcast. No, come on. We're duking it out. We're duking it out. Um, like I said earlier, three favorites here are Everything Everywhere All at Once, Fablemans, and Banshees of Inner Shiram. I think it, I think Everywhere Everywhere is Everything Everywhere ah, is going to take it. Top Gun and Avatar, I think, are just nominated truthfully just because of what they did for the box <coughs> office and the movie industry in general, and they wanted to yeah. reward that. Um, they brought people back out to the movies. They both grossed over seven. They're going to both gross over seven hundred million dollars. By the way, JQ Avatar uh, is, I think, the fourth highest-grossing movie of all time oh, now. The F second one. Me, dude. Yeah, I'm sorry, Jonathan. Stop I'm sorry. watching this movie. Pirate it. I saw. I saw someone. Uh, sorry, not saw. I, someone's friend uh, told me that. They'd watched the movie four times in theaters. What's yes. his name? What's his name and address? Oh my god, we're not doxing someone! <laughs> and that's this show, baby! Thanks for uh, listening in on the Oscar nominations. You're trying to save him, Jacob, but you will not be able to find him. I will, I will take his kneecaps. See, you, you, think, you think you sound like Liam Neeson, but you just sound like a psychopath. You do. Yeah, like Liam Neeson. <laughs> Peace! Yeah, Peace Liam! Out. Liam, come Liam. on the podcast! <laughs>